You know, we all know there's a need for financing, but are we really offering it every single time? Well, you're going to learn why you should be on today's show. Now, before we get started on today's show, I want to make sure you're all getting signed up for Epic 2023 in Las Vegas. It's going to be on March 16th and 17th. We have an amazing lineup of keynote speakers and educational breakouts. You will not want to miss it, so get signed up today at epic2023.com. Now listen, if you're a little hesitant for any reason, go to epic2023.com and click the sneak peek button. Fill out the form and you'll get access to a free video package from all of our presenters so you can check them out before you sign up. Now just one more thing before we get into today's show. If you're not signed up for any events, whether it's an in-person event or a virtual event, take a look at the event calendar at events.mycontractuniversity.com and get signed up. They're all absolutely free for all members, so take advantage of it and sign up for some events today. Well, okay, let's get started with today's content. Today, we've got the one and only Russ Horrocks. He's going to talk to us about how to navigate through changing times using financing. Take it away, Russ. This is an industry where it's not a lot of fun to spend money on it. I don't know. I've made jokes with people and said, you know, I don't see on your fridge a jar that says new furnace and air conditioner. It says the Bahamas. You know, I think we've all experienced that. Customers, it's not a fun investment. Uh, every once in a while you get some tech geek or some, you know, mechanical engineer that is truly excited about us being there, but those are once in a blue moon. Usually what people see and what we offer is products that they have to invest in begrudgingly. They're not excited. It's not fun. It's not glamorous. You're not going to have a party and show your friends. Although I had one customer do that. He had a party. He told me, took all his friends down to show him his new system and the zoning that we had done, a few other things, and he was really proud of it. But that's not too common. That, that doesn't happen too often. So um, because of that, very few people prepare or plan for it. And so you don't like to prepare and plan for things that aren't fun. You know, you save up for the side-by-side, -side, the boat, the vacation, the new golf clubs, the new shotgun. You, you, you save up for those kinds of things. You plan and you prepare. Our products, it's not often that people are planning or preparing for them. So financing comes in as that gap filler of a need and how important it really is. Um, we talk about also it creates separation. Best question I could ever get asked from a customer is, Russ, you're the, you're, you're, you're the same product as the other guys, same piece of equipment. Why are you $3,000 or more? I don't understand it. I love that question. How are you different? Aren't you all the same? Or I can only call it good companies. You know, they all came recommended. They've all been in the market for a very, very long time. I only call people that I could trust and rely on. How are you any different? It's one of the best questions I get. It's one of the most, you know, exciting opportunities you're going to have in the home is to teach people how we're different. But don't teach by defending. If you defend, they'll defend and you'll get nowhere. Just acknowledge, validate, and then explore. You know, I was with a technician the other day and the customer said, um, I'm really upset. You know, your plumber charged 250 bucks for a flapper. That to me seems like highway robbery. And I said to the guy, I get it. If you're paying for a flapper, that would feel terrible. I understand how you feel. And he looked at me and kind of wasn't expecting that acknowledgement. And he goes, yeah, it didn't feel good. And I said, I, I totally get it. I said, now, if you're just paying for the flapper, that would be a terrible outcome. Here's the thing, though. We don't sell parts to the public. We're not in the business of selling parts. 
We don't sell flappers. We don't sell toilet rebuilds. We don't sell water heaters. We don't sell contactors. We don't sell, we don't sell parts. We sell a service. We offer a service. And that service includes a technician showing up to your home with uh, the proper certifications, the training, the licensing, the drug testing, the background testing, with a truck fully stocked, the diagnostic language and capabilities to go through your home and find out what happened, what went wrong. And then whatever the part happens to be, that's just part of the service. That was a flapper service that you paid for. That wasn't a flapper. And then once we replace the part that is in question, the service continues. We continue to serve you by doing a deeper dive diagnostic to verify nothing else is going to go wrong or that we identified where the problem was really coming from, not just the symptom. And then when we leave, we still stand behind our work. You now have somebody guaranteeing that work, someone you could call should something ever happen relative to that work, and you know that you've got financial backing, someone to stand behind it. That's what you paid for. You did not buy a flapper. And the guy looked at me, kind of goes, well... Yeah, that makes sense, but it just seems like a lot of money, so I, I understand. Hopefully what I said, though, helps you feel a little bit better about it. And he said, yeah, it does. In fact, I had another guy come out and plumber, you know, a couple years ago and put a toilet in, and after he left, I could smell a bunch of gases coming up from the main, and I called your company out, and your guy came out and had to kind of rebuild the toilet, found out the other plumber had used the wrong wax ring, and that's why it wasn't sealing correct, Then your plumber fixed it and did it right. And I said, well, was the other plumber cheaper than us? He says, yeah, a lot cheaper. I said, there you go. You just exactly demonstrated the point I was making. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> the guy goes, okay, I get it. And we moved on. So, you know, the why are you different, the how are you different is very, very important. And having good financing is uh, going to be a strong way to separate you from your competitors. Your two-buck chuck in the truck, your Dan in the van, the clowns in towns. These guys don't offer financing. They don't understand it. They're not sophisticated enough. To them, it's too complicated. They don't understand dealer fees and how to process that. And, and so they just don't offer it. You know, In fact, most of them prefer cash. I've had electricians say if I pay cash, it's a big discount. You know, I've, had like, you know, I've had plumbers tell me that. You know, they, they want cash, and their world cash is king. They don't have to report their revenue, and they get you know, cash directly in their pocket. So that's your, your, your typical contractor. You having sophisticated... Um, financial product offerings shows the customer that you're operating at a whole different level and that lends to your story and evidence that you are different than them. So one of the things I love about um, great financial products is we get to demonstrate how different we are than your traditional or regular contractor. It also shows the amount of professionalism, shows a level of sophistication. We just talked about that where, you know, we are advanced enough as a contractor to really care to have products that will help our consumer. It shows that by design and by a desire, we're there to serve our customers in any and every capacity. You know, it's not enough to provide solutions. We have to provide access to those solutions and we have to make them affordable. So a whole level of professionalism enters the conversation when we have really strong financial products that we can let the customer know they have uh, at their disposal and for them to explore in any way that they want. So. So separation and professionalism are two things I really enjoy about having a strong financial product game. Uh, another thing we have to look at is need. You know, the median bank balance in the U.S. right now is $5,300. And in today's world, we talked about rising costs as part of the change that's going on. There's no, I'm out there every day in some part of the country selling with you guys. 
Um, I have clients in, in Florida and in Washington and in, in everywhere in between from the east to the west coast, from north to south. And gone are the days are five, six, seven, eight thousand dollar systems. You know, I have some clients where their entry single stage system, uh, 80% single stage furnaces, fifteen thousand dollars. You know, and you get into multi-stage, you're over 20, you get into modulation, you're mid-high 20s, and based on the size, you could be over $30,000. I mean, this is a whole different world financially that we're going into that we've never been in before as an industry. You know, I, I remember I had some pretty big sales back in the 90s of twelve, thirteen, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. But, you know, someone could buy a furnace for $2,200. They could buy an AC and coil for $3,500. They could buy a complete system for $7,000, and it could be staged. Those days, days are just long gone. And so with the average median income being $5,300, there's a real need out there for financing. There's, there's got to be something that creates a bridge over the gap between what's available and what's affordable. And financing plays that role and it plays it very well. 20% of people that make over $100,000 a year, they're living paycheck to paycheck. That's pretty, pretty surprising to me to hear that statistic. We always hear that most people live paycheck to paycheck, but even 20% of people making over six figures live paycheck to paycheck. You know, they elevate their income, they elevate their lifestyle. In fact, right now, the biggest change they're seeing in, in people's spending habits with inflation, what's going on, is the people that make um, over $100,000. Because those people invest in a lifestyle that while inflation is increasing, their income's not going with it, and they're, having, they're going into default, they're going into lots of different financial conditions where um, you know, making more, in many cases, doesn't mean they're healthier. And so a lot of people, whether they're making a little bit of money or even a lot of money right now, really need another solution. And they need a way to afford these, these uh, products and services in their home. Four out of every 10 customers right now could not afford even a $400 financial surprise meaning something happened and it was a $400 ticket, they couldn't come up with that money. About 60% could put it on a credit card or some other uh, means, and about 20% said they'd have no way of coming up with that money. So when you start to look at these statistics, these financial statistics in the U.S., you start to realize there's a tremendous need. 34% of people have no savings, and 70% of people have less than $10,000. So if our average system now is twelve, fifteen, eighteen thousand dollars $18,000, you know, seven out of every 10 people, they don't have that kind of money. You're not going to be able to come up with it. As high as 70% of people live paycheck to paycheck. That statistic's kind of funny. I researched that pretty heavily um, the other day, and I found, I don't know, a dozen different resources, and it was anywhere from 49% to 72%. Most tended to be in the mid to high 60s, but at any rate, it's the number one financial lifestyle, living paycheck to paycheck. So I know that you all have demographics and pockets in your market where there's people that are very affluent, people that have incredible means. But you also have most of your markets dominated by this financial lifestyle, people that live paycheck to paycheck. They need financing as a bridge to problems and solutions and services. So this need is very, very powerful and compelling and why we have to be really good at financing products and services and making sure we're explaining it correctly. Um, a lot of your performance-based um, pay, whether you're technicians or salespeople. And here's the cool thing about performance-based pay is you're paid what you're worth. You ask any salary or hourly person if they're getting paid what they're worth, they'll probably tell you no. But in performance-based pay, you are. But the cool thing about that is you're not limited by your position or limited 
buy hourly or salary. You get to, anytime you want, increase your capacity and get better at what you do. Give yourself a raise at any time. So as you work to become better with the concept of financing, the skills, the technique, the strategies, the dialogue, the timing, when you get good at this, it's one of the simplest ways to give yourself a raise, to be able to get more for your effort. And I'm not talking about manipulating people and getting people to spend more money for the wrong reasons. I'm not talking about that at all. There's nothing wrong with a mindset to try to go into home and give people the benefit of information. Explanation of all the products and services that they might find important. There's nothing wrong with that. And as you do that with skill, you increase your average ticket, you increase your average compensation, and now everybody won. The customer won better services, more services, more complete services and products. You won more revenue, more compensation. Your company won more revenue with fewer touches, stability and opportunity, new revenue streams with friends, family, neighbors, and coworkers. And that's why performance-based positions are so desirable. And that's why I think they're so much fun. I never in a million years dreamed I'd be in a performance-based position, a sales or anything like it, because I just didn't know that was a profession. Uh, now I wouldn't have it any other way. And I think that's where I operate at my highest level, knowing that it's all about me and having trust and faith in my ability to go out there and get the job done. So it's one of the simplest ways you can increase your skill is through the increase of talking about the money, increase how you're skilled at talking about the financing and what you can do there. That can be one of the biggest differences it makes. So another reason why I'd want to be able to, to, to put the time in to become better at financing dialogue and information is because you're going to get an average higher ticket. One of my clients um, converted to a, a price book that, uh, you know, that, that I support, a lot of psychology in the price book, and it has a lot of options to consider. A lot of psychology goes into it. And without even being trained on it, their average ticket went up almost $1,200 before they even had training on the book, just because customers now had the ability to see more options, and, and they were put in a proper perspective where they were all affordable. And, and so if you get good at the financing side of things, you're going to see your average ticket rise. Now, how is, I know a lot of people probably think, well, that sounds very self-serving. Is the company just about money or do they actually care about people? These are not mutually exclusive concepts. I mean, here's why. So when I say I want to increase my average ticket, I know it's because I want to better serve my customer. I better serve them by making solutions more affordable more affordable means that they took advantage of a flexible payment plan and they have access now to technology they wouldn't have otherwise. And that to me is better serving my customer. So while I look at and measure the average ticket, my mindset is I'm serving the customer. The better I become with financial products, the better I become with the skill of you know, taking a customer on a journey of discovery with financial products, the better I serve them and the higher average ticket I have. To me, those are perfectly in unison and harmony to serve your customer. And both will, will, will do that. Now, I can see how someone could take advantage of a customer for their own personal gain. And I have seen that. It doesn't really work, though. It doesn't last. Those customers use you once, but never again. They don't tell their friends, family, neighbors, and coworkers about you. It's not a sustainable position. So if you look at it correctly, at raising your average ticket is the best way to serve your customers. The more they spend, the more they benefit.
Now, making sure for the right reasons with the proper expectation of outcome. It doesn't mean when someone says, what do you think of UV lights for us? I go, oh, I think they should be code. We can't keep them in stock. You have to have one. I would never say that. I would curate the expectations to make sure if they wanted to talk about a UV light, it was for the right reasons. It had outcomes that we could count on, and we did have a discussion of what it might do, but that's a very individualistic experience. So I would never say it's going to make you feel better. You should have one. I'd say, well, there's some, some science that's rock solid in the UV light. There's things that it can do, things that it will do. Let's explore it. And if you have at all the wrong expectation what that product can do, then you shouldn't do it. So I'll be the first one to make sure they don't invest in something that won't get them what they want. So if you have the right mindset and you're truly there to serve, you can be shooting for higher tickets without ever compromising the customer experience. And once guys get that, it's really fun to see them grow. I've seen salespeople's average ticket go from $6,500 to $14,000, from $8,500 to $12,000. And they're just having better conversations. They're just using more skill, and customers are valuing what they say and do a little bit more. Higher percentage of complete systems. I think this is very important. Uh, a lot of customers go component because they don't think they can afford the complete system. You know, I've run thousands and thousands of calls where they said to me, I don't want to touch the furnace. I don't want to touch the AC. I think one of the funniest examples I had was uh, this spring at, at a customer in Pennsylvania. Uh, a woman was called us out there for um, a heat pump. No, AC and coil. And she had a gas furnace, but she didn't want to replace the gas furnace because we were there for the AC and coil. And she was a really funny lady. We made a strong connection. We had a really good time. And at the end, I said, now, let me ask you how you feel about that furnace. She says, oh, we're not replacing that furnace. I already told you that. I'm not going to do it. And I said, great, you shouldn't. I wasn't bringing it up to get you to buy it. But I also won't deny you the benefit of some information that you might find important. She says, what do you mean? I said, well, there are some financial advantages to doing them both. Not saying you have to, but if you don't know all the information, you're not going to make a good decision. You certainly can just do the coil and condenser, but I'm also going to let you know what the other options look like. And I walked her through what happens when you do both. The scale of efficiency turns into savings for you. What would happen if you did them separately and showed that? And then showed her ultimately that the difference in payments, the monthly you know, flexible payment plan, was around $12 a month. And it's funny, it probably took me three minutes to, to have her say, I'm not replacing my furnace. Three minutes later, she goes, oh, that sounds like a good deal. Let's do that. <laughs> and it was just that simple. It's kind of funny. So, you know, when you understand the power of uh, flexible payment plans and how to use it without pressuring people, you're going to find that you get some pretty incredible reactions. So I found that when I have great financial products, I sell a much higher, you know, um, percentage of complete systems, not just furnaces, not just ACs. Um, and that to me, of course, is a real positive because um, when you have a complete system, people now get a matched and certified system. We can give them an AHRI certified matchup and we can make sure that you know, the, the product's working together. I, used to, I always tell customers that you know, older equipment can work with newer equipment, but it wasn't designed to. What I mean by that is while it can work with it, it's going to leave something out. It's going to compromise capacity, efficiency. It's going to compromise control, functionality, something like that. And so the term I like to use is leapfrogging. Okay? If we leapfrog your equipment, you'll never benefit from the new equipment fully because the older equipment's going to be pulling it backwards. So some of our customers don't like to do that. 
They want to get the equipment replacement in line, benefit from a complete changeout, a certified matchup. And it's our job, if that's important to you, to make it affordable. And so when you start to have the dialogue for using financial products, you start to make a difference in how people view what they want to accomplish. And that scale of efficiency is something that people need to know about. Um, not overpaying because of the left behind component. If someone just did an AC today and left a furnace in play, let's say for two years, that is thousands of dollars they're literally throwing away, especially with how pricing's increasing every six to eight, 10 weeks right now. Not to mention the overpaid utility company because of the left behind component that is um, struggling pulling them back. Um, the left behind component is not is uh, holding back the new one. They're not going to benefit from the scale of efficiency of installation. They're not going to have a certified matchup, and they're going to be limited in what they can consider. You know, people say, "Russ, can I leave my furnace behind?" I said, "Absolutely, of course you can." Couple things to keep in mind: some of our customers don't like that because they know that it limits what they consider can consider going forward. You have a single stage blower, a single stage system currently, and if you leave the furnace behind, that is all you can consider. Now that's not bad, it's just some people want to know they have more options. Well, thank you so much, Russ. We appreciate that great advice. Now listen, be sure and share this on Facebook. And if you're not a member, I want you to click the link and sign up for a free trial. It's a 30-day free trial. You get access to all of our content. And I guarantee you, if you follow the advice, if you take the courses, you will take your company to new places, new amounts of success. Well, folks, that's our show for this week. We'll see you next week. Until then, bye-bye for now.